0: But today we remember the fathers of the Fourth Ecumenical Council, 650 of them. You can see an icon on the, front of the, on the front of the bulletin that commemorates the Fourth Ecumenical Council. There in Chalcedon, 650 fathers gathered to defend, once again, the faith against a heresy, this time against a man, a, a priest named Eftikios. Eftikios was in our command Uh, in Asia Minor, and in trying to defend the church against another heretic, against Nestorius, Eftikios went too far and became a heretic himself. Sometimes in life we're so passionate to defend something that we get lost. We go so overboard that we get lost sometimes. And for us, we say that we always have to keep ourselves centered with Christ and everything else, well, we, we can work out. Today, in addition to, um, because it's the Sunday of the Fourth Ecumenical Council, you hear a gospel reading that's read many times. Uh, it's always read when we remember the fathers of the church. And it says that you are the light of the world. We, in other words, are the light of the world. And it says that we are to do good deeds, And that our light will shine before men and that people will see our good works and they'll give glory to our Father who is in heaven. This one sentence in the Gospel reading today reminds us that when we... First of all, God gives us gifts. Whether we are men or women, young or old, God has given all of us beautiful gifts. And I will tell you that... (coughs) When the clergy, when we hear confession, we hear very quickly uh, an experienced confessor can understand a few things about people. You know, many of our sins are connected. One sin leads to another and to another and to another. But there's something else that's interesting when we hear confession that's becoming, unfortunately, more and more problematic. And that is that young people intelligent beautiful young people have zero self-esteem and when you don't believe in yourself it affects not only your life but it it affects your soul god doesn't make mistakes with us god creates us perfectly exactly as he wants us to be and he gives us beautiful gifts and our job is to cultivate those gifts And to shine in the world so that people see how we shine. And they want to know who our God is. We've said many times that in the early church, the Christians were identified by their love. Christ says, if you say you love God, I know we say this a lot. And you don't love your brothers and sisters. And he doesn't mean our siblings. He means the people around us then you're a liar, he says. You can't say you love God and not love other people. You can't love God and hate someone. We have to let our light shine. And it will affect people. People will want to come to the light. St. Basil the Great, because in his days, or in the early church, many of the Christians, the people that were becoming Christians, their spouses were not becoming Christians. So you'd have a woman that would be baptized secretly many times because it was dangerous to be baptized in public. But her husband, or a man being baptized, his wife, they would be staunch pagans. And not only would they be staunch pagans, but they would be persecutors of the church. And there's a a book that St. Basil wrote called On Marriage and Family. And in the book, he describes people coming to him and asking for advice. And they said, I became a Christian, but my husband is a pagan, and he persecutes the church. Should I get divorced? And you know what he would say? Don't get divorced. By your love and by your exam- the example of your life, bring him to Christ as well. Not by coercion, not by force, by love. When people see our love, they become interested. It has to be authentic love, of course. People get married to people who aren't orthodox, and the parents sometimes get nervous. And they come and they say, Father, help me. You know, my daughter is engaged to a person of this faith, or my son's engaged to a person of that faith. And the truth is that if the church is not important to us, It will never be important to our spouse if they're not Orthodox. Why would a spouse of an Orthodox Christian who is Catholic or Jewish or Muslim want to become Orthodox if their spouse doesn't go to church? I wouldn't want to follow my spouse's faith if she didn't honor her religion, if she didn't honor Sundays, the day the Lord has made, if she didn't Go to church if she didn't find it important and therefore for those of you who are young enough it's important that the church is part of your life before you fall in love love is powerful love of a, of a another human being can be very powerful but the love of god goes even beyond that and it's possible to have both to have love of god And to have love of a person, even if they're not Orthodox, when we meet them. And again, we don't coerce them. We don't force them. We don't bully them. We bring them to Christ in an authentic and natural way by them seeing our light.